0: Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. You are listening to episode number 52, Running Into Your Ex. Oh no! Hey guys, it's me, Emily Sanchez. Okay, so I got so excited about some of my training that I'm doing that I could not put off this topic. I couldn't. I, so I said, hey, let's just tell them right now. I have to tell you some things that I've learned. They're really, really awesome. And they're cool because it's just something small that you can do that I think can really help in a situation of running into your ex. So why do we not want to run into our ex? Now, for those of us who share children with our ex... We don't have the luxury of not running into them. And I'll say a little bit about that at the end. So we get used to it, right? And I actually think that, you know, you face your fears. If you're afraid of snakes, then you should be hanging out with some snakes to get rid of that fear and so it's the same with running into our ex. If we share a child, we have to, we're there, we see each other, we have to form somewhat of a, a friendly type, and I call it a working Relationships similar to workforce relationships. But I was thinking about this. I admittedly have, you know, an ex boyfriend or somebody that I just did not want to run into. And I remember being in a store and he and his new girlfriend came in and I hid in the store. Okay, I'm admitting it. That is so lame. But (laughs) I just did not feel like having any type of awkward conversation. So why? Why is it so awkward? Why do we not want to run into them? Well, because we've shared some intimate things with them. We know them so well. And then all of a sudden, we're strangers. All of a sudden, that's broken. And so it just puts you at an awkward position. And there's those feelings. I even heard a song from Katy Perry. And the lyrics are kind of funny, but... It actually explains those type of feelings. She says in small talk, Isn't it strange that you used to know me? All the highs and lows and in-betweens. And now you see me and just say, Hey, isn't it weird that you've seen me naked? (laughs) We had conversations about forever. Now it's about the weather, okay? And I just can't believe we went from strangers to lovers to strangers in a lifetime. Now just memories, we've gone from strangers to lovers to strangers, acting like we never met, faking like we just forget, we were lovers, and now there's nothing left but small talk. Had every inch of your skin, there's nowhere your hands haven't been. Ain't it funny? Because now there's nothing left but small talk. Isn't it wild that I know your weakness and everybody at the party thinks that you're the best since sliced bread? And isn't it awkward I got a new somebody? And honestly, it'll probably be a while before we can just be friends. You know, you know, we not, might not be that intimate, but many of us are. We've been married and we know everything about them. We know their weakness. I mean, especially if it's a really, really bad one and we want to go warn whoever they might be with, you know what I'm saying? But in letting go and letting all of those things go, it seems like this heavy type load because we have all that information. We've shared that bond. So breaking the bond, it's just a little bit awkward. And the other awkward part of it is that this person doesn't just disappear into thin air they're still around in the world. They're still there. So it means that we have to cope with a couple of things. And if one of those fears is seeing them again, I have a little strategy for you. So I had a client that was very, very scared of this, just did not want to run into him, um, was worried. she, They kind of still live close by each other, a big city, but still a little bit close by each other in a certain part of it, she was scared she was going to run into him at the store. And so there is a strategy called Mind Movies. So this comes from neuro-linguistic programming. And neuro-linguistic programming is, it's a psychological approach And it's basically relating thoughts, language, and patterns of behavior learned through experience to have specific outcomes. So we want people to reach a certain goal, and there's successful ways to get that goal, and a lot of it is based upon the language that we tell each ourselves, the patterns of that, and the behavior that comes from that. So that was a very <laughs> not great explanation, but you'll hear me talking a little bit more about it. Go look, go look it up. linguistic Programming. But it's from Paul McKenna, a behavioral scientist and an expert in neurolinguistic programming and motivation. It's called a mind movie. So what is a mind movie? probably exactly what you're thinking. You make up a movie. You use your imagination to make up what would occur in a specific situation. It's a beautiful thing. You get to visualize and create this. Now I had a gymnastic teacher who used to tell me you have to visualize it. You have to look at the mat and see yourself doing it. I had a, a like a whole six months in gymnastics as a kid where I would run down the mat and I'd do my cartwheel and I just would not do the rest. Of the move. I was supposed to do round off back handspring layout or round off back handspring, whatever. And I just got into this weird headspace where I was uh, f- afraid of it. And so I would run down the mat and do a cartwheel. So she would tell me, You need to visualize, you need to visualize, you need to visualize. And that advice is along with yelling that it was gonna be the show and that I needed to get it done. <laughs> Is what helped me accomplish it. So it's just like that. We've heard of that visualization in sports. And so you have to play through this movie. You've got to see yourself acting calmly. What are you saying? Imagine what you would say out loud. And if it helps, say it out loud, as silly as you might think that is. And then, an important part of the movie is you give it an ending. So you know exactly what you would say. If you ran into them in the mall, you could know exactly what to say. You would be acting calmly. You would have a smile on your face, like, hey, I'm happy to see you. And then you say your end tagline. Well, I've got to get on with my shopping. I'm looking for something, or make it more definite than that. Well, I've got to get along with my shopping and and it was great to see you. Have a great day. You know, that way you are trained and you know, and so you've made up this little mind movie. You've made up the scenario. And what happens is, is it places your total control in the situation. It also gets rid of worrying into the future, A lot of times we needlessly worry about the future and things and events that haven't even happened. So this, if you're able to do it early enough, can really help you stress-wise to not have to worry about something that has not actually occurred by already giving it a scenario. And so you're defining it, you're making it mean this, you're confident, you've seen it in your mind's eye that if it ever did happen, you're already good. You're already prepared. So you don't have to worry about that again. Oh, I love it. Do you love it? A mind movie. I really, really love it. So take a moment, guys. Think about your mind movie. And maybe it's not even with an X. Maybe you said something weird to somebody at Walmart like I did the other day. And I said, oh, I love your wig. And I wasn't supposed to say that. And she got really upset that I mentioned she was wearing a wig. I guess we're not supposed to say that, but I thought we were better friends than I guess we are. It was a really cool wig, but it was definitely a wig. Oh gosh, now I don't want to run into her at Walmart. But maybe I need to make my own mind movie of what I could say and apologize or whatever I want to say. Okay, so what about if you still have to see this person all the time? You are co-parents right? And in the beginning, it's no fun. You run into each other, you have to talk to each other, you have to work it out all the time. So the mind movie can work. But in this type of situation, it's a little different because we can't expect them to act a certain way. We can't expect them to say, you know, whatever. In our mind movie of running into somebody or uh, different situations like that, it's all about what we are saying, So we can take that same concept and decide, well, what am I going to say to my ex? What can I control? What if there is an issue? All right. So in your mind, think, how can I say this the best way? So you say, it is not good for our kids when you pick them up late. I feel that they shouldn't be on their iPad for three hours when they are at your house or whatever is bothering you. You can make those little mind movies about how you will approach a certain situation and it can help. But what I find is when it is fresh and when it is new, you're going to have those icky, awkward feelings in the beginning. And trust me, they do go away. And they go away the more you can face your co-parent and have pleasant conversations. But in this training that I'm taking from a divorce coach called Sarah Davison, she calls it friendly functioning. Okay, so as you're shifting from parenting together to parenting separately, you want to have this friendly functioning, where basically, you're allowing yourself to interact with your ex in a way that is best for your kids, a way that will create the smoothest possible encounters between the two of you. So it's super simple. All you do is focus on your ex's positive attributes. What are they good at? What do your kids like about your ex? What are they good at in the parenting type of situation? Because you've got to establish some sort of foundation for your working co-parenting relationship. So again, I know that it's difficult as you're shifting into this co-parenting thing, but you've got to focus on the positive. You've got to think of their positive traits. That doesn't mean you're ignoring all their terrible things that maybe you do need to address um, if it has to do with the kids. So it's just called friendly or functioning and you can do it. So just a couple of strategies with running in to our exes. All right, guys. Hey, I'm at 50. Where am I? I'm at 52. Is this 52? Oh, this is so exciting. 52 podcasts. I hope that you've listened to some others, and I hope that you can leave me a review and let me know what you think. Subscribe and if again, if you want to take it up a notch, if you feel that you're struggling in your co parenting relationship, or if you're freshly divorced, or if you're at the beginning of a divorce, or maybe you're not divorced at all, but you just want some goal setting techniques, some strategies to make an awesome life, uh, make things what you want, contact me, coach Emily Sanchez at gmail.com. I love you. Have a blessed day. Make it what you want. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at coachemilysanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.